0: Hi, I'm Dr. Ray Calabrese. Welcome to my podcast, Journey from Grief to Healing. Grief is difficult. I know. I lost my best friend and wife after a long marriage. In this series of podcasts, I am sharing my book, Grieving: Walking Through the Darkness with You. You'll discover that what you are experiencing, physically and emotionally, is normal. Healing is possible, and it is tied to the painful but powerful life lessons we learn remember love always wins and life will get better episode three grief hits like a lightning bolt my world crashed down on top of me i function but i don't remember anything i did tears flow and flow and flow the u.s army corps of engineers could not turn my tears off the girls what would i have done without them prudence Kathy, Angie, Michelle, and Christine, Dolly, were my lifelines. They traveled from New Mexico, Illinois, and Michigan to be with me and say goodbye to their mom. They cooked for me. They traveled with me to the mortuary, church, and cemetery. They stood by me as five life preservers while I struggled to stay afloat. I knew the meaning of grief, and at the same time, I never knew grief in the way I now know. Now I am learning. I am learning the hard way, through experience. The Sunday after Babe's death, I begged God in my evening prayers, Lord, send me a sign, Babe is okay. In the morning, Dolly and her husband Dave asked me if I wanted to go for a walk with them, and their four children. I agreed. I reasoned walking might take my mind away from my living hell for a few moments. We hadn't walked more than a hundred yards when my cell phone rang. I answered it. It was the nurse practitioner, Jay, from the hospice. She was calling to see how I was doing. I stopped and spoke to her for ten minutes. Dave was standing in the middle of the street chatting with a woman I hadn't seen in the neighborhood. She had a stroller with twins. Dolly and her children stood near Dave. When I finished my conversation with Jay, I walked to Dave and Dolly. The woman turned to me and said hello. I returned the greeting. She asked me where I live. I told her. I blurted, babe just died. The woman's name is Monica. She has an accent. She is a native of Iceland. Monica left her twins and rushed to me. She embraced me and wouldn't let go. Monica repeated M's words over and over. She's okay. She's okay. She's okay. I never saw Monica before. My limited faith told me God answered my prayer of the previous evening. And I wondered about M's words. Did God send an angel to me through Monica? Babe's funeral took place six days after she died. The girls and I rode in a limousine. It arrived at my home at 9.15. The limo driver opened the door of the limo to take us to church. As I pulled into the church parking lot, I saw the hearse. My heart dropped into my stomach. I took a deep breath and stepped outside the limo. Dolly and Angie stood on either side of me. Prue, Kathy, and Michelle followed behind us as we walked into the church. Babe's casket was waiting for us, closed in the front of the altar. A white pall draped over it. The Easter candle sat next to the altar. The funeral director asked me if I wanted the mortuary staff to remove the pall draping Babe's casket. I shook my head no. I chose to have the girls and me remove the pall. I sat in the front row behind Babe's casket. Angie, Kathy, and Michelle sat on either side of me. Dolly, Prudence, and her husband Daniel were on the side of the altar playing music. The casket stood between me and the altar. Angie read the first reading, Kathy the second reading, and Michelle the responsorial psalm. During the readings, I am alone in the front pew. I am not alone for long. Four of our grandchildren quickly swoop in and put their arms around me. They act unbeknownst to their parents. When their parents returned to the pew, the grandchildren returned to the row behind me and held me. Love surrounded me. Father Oscar, Babe's favorite priest, gave the homily. Babe often said she loved him and would tell him so after mass. He'd kiss her on the cheek. Now Father Oscar spoke about her. He doesn't preach as much as he interacts with us. When Mass is over, we followed Babe's casket and watched it load into the hearse. My five daughters and I returned to the limousine. San Antonio is a large city, both population-wise and size-wise. The cemetery is ten miles away. It is the closest Catholic cemetery. The police take the cortege through a circuitous route avoiding the highway. They avoided construction and highly congested areas. We arrive at the cemetery and follow Babe's hearse to her burial place. The girls and I sat in the front row of where Babe's casket will be placed. It's all surreal to me. I watched the mortuary staff wheel the casket from the hearse to the gravesite. I watched them move the casket on to the top of the grave where she will be lowered after the service. The casket hung over an eight-foot pit. There is room in the pit for my casket on top of hers when the time comes. The deacon prayed traditional church prayers. I am emotionless. I heard the words, and they don't register. When the service was over, the funeral director walked over to me. She told me that most people leave after the service and let the cemetery workers lower the casket. She offered me the option of watching Babe's casket lowered into the ground or leaving. My answer is quick. We'll stay. The next ten minutes become the most painful of all the minutes since Babe's death. My only consolation is the body in the casket does not resemble Babe. Nor is it her. She left the body. Even though I make this rationalization, the pain is real. It is intense. I cry and cry. Grief took hold of me as a cat takes hold of a mouse or rat and plays with it before it leaves it for dead, shaking it, tossing it, always in control, daring the rodent to escape. After the interment, we ate the required funeral meal at a popular Mexican restaurant. I talked and I tried to sound normal. I wanted to run and crawl into a cave and never come out. After the meal, family began to leave. Two days later, I was alone in an empty house, trying to make sense of the life that lay in front of me. Almost on cue, a text flashed on my phone. See you at the coffee shop in an hour. M. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please hit the like button. Please subscribe to get notifications of future episodes. You can also check out my blog, looking on the bright side at wwwdancingalone 530 Dot com. It's all positive and uplifting. If you have any questions about my grieving experience, please email me at ray.breeze, B-R-E-S-E, at gmail.com. My book, Grieving, Walking Through the Darkness, is available on Amazon. Have a great day and stay strong. Never, never quit.